Good afternoon, good morning. This is Mark Johnson from Loyalty 360. Welcome to our Thought Leadership in Loyalty video series. Today, we have the pleasure of speaking with Sue Freck. She's the founder and CEO of Social Media Link. Sue, how are you today? Great. Thanks, Mark, for having me. Absolutely. Can you tell us a little bit about your role and give us an introduction to Social Media Link, what you do, how you do it, uh, industries you work with? Yeah, sure, absolutely. So I am the founder and CEO of Social Media Link. You know, we are a marketing technology company. We specialize in consumer engagement, activation, and we do this through the power of online communities. We work with lots of different verticals. Um, we have a strength in consumer packaged goods and retail, and we really help marketers that are struggling with challenges like loyalty, driving a two-way engagement, um, striving those that are striving for personalization and we do this through our flagship product which is vesta communities and it's a technology solution that basically gives marketers a home for their audiences excellent uh popular topic for today from our audience uh, those who run customer loyalty programs is zero party data uh, i think there's a great deal of interest in zero party data uh, as i mentioned earlier we had a, a member meeting uh earlier this week and they were talking about different types of data first party second party zero party data so can you talk and maybe uh, clarify what first uh, second, third party data and what zero party data is and how brands, especially in, in an era of GDPR and CCPA, how they can leverage zero party data in an effective manner. Yeah, sure. So, you know, from our perspective, really put simply, zero party data, it's the data that consumers and customers are willingly and knowingly intentionally giving to brands. And so they're doing this with the hope of a value exchange. You know, it's it's higher order information like your personal preferences, your lifestyle behavior, but it's not only the why they buy things, the, your products and services, but it's also the why they don't, why they don't like a certain product or service. So it's giving you some greater and deeper data, you know, and how does that really differ from, let's say, for example, first party data. So although first party is your own audience and you're collecting it, you own it, there are times, particularly over the last 10 years, where consumers may or may not know that they're giving up their data and they certainly don't understand why or how you're using it. So we talk about zero party data being so important because it's got, you know, the intelligence behind it. It allows for things like authenticity. It allows you to take action for marketers to be what we call like agile. So being able to get that deeper intelligence beyond things like cookies and general demographics and the authenticity because you're you're explaining to your consumers you're collecting this data in exchange for better experiences and then it allows you to take that action to take that data and look at it holistically with your first your second and even your third party aggregated data and to make some decisions in what we would even say is near real time so we think it's incredibly powerful i always say if you don't already have a zero party data strategy, you're probably behind. And this is a tremendous opportunity right now. Excellent. Um, what impact has the drive for greater data privacy, transparency and control? Uh, we mentioned earlier, CCPA and GDPR. Uh, what impact has that had on online communities? Yeah, I, you know, I talk to so many marketers and and they hate this topic of data security or privacy. I actually enjoy talking about it because I think that um, it's great to look back at where we were and what that openness 
around data collection was and what it got us and what it looks like today. You know, I really say that the 2010s were remembered as this like wild, wild west of data collection. You know, it was a new frontier of data collection and consumers, they were willingly, or maybe they didn't even realize they were free with their information. And of course, marketers and brands and companies, they wanted to collect it. They were all too happy to take it. And it was a win-win, you know, it allowed for some truly innovative campaigns, innovative platforms and companies. But we know that there is also this um, openness led to this flurry of privacy and data security concerns. And so we really think it's safe to say that even right now we are in what we call sort of this hangover phase of the 2010s, you know, because consumers are so aware now, they are aware of what's being collected. They want to know what's being collected. It's really driven that legislation, things like CCPA or GDPR abroad. So you'll see, you know, even the changes that Google's making, you know, saying we're not taking and collecting third-party cookies anymore. Um, all of these changes are helping brands realize there won't be this fire hose of third-party data coming their way. Right. So, you know, there's like two things that I always sum it up with, you know, consumers, they want better data security. They want to know what's being collected about them, but they also are demanding hyper-personalization and experiences. So we always say, you know, having an online brand community, we make sure that we're authentic and secure and transparent. We comply with things like CCPA, but we also want to make sure that the technology allows for that greater customer and consumer experience. That's awesome. And can you maybe talk about a couple of brands uh, that you think do community marketing well, a client or potentially even a non-client, uh, and what are they doing right and what can others learn from them in kind of their you know, nascent uh, community st structures they may be setting up? Yeah, this is a great question. You know, we say that successful communities have five key elements. It's everything from strong purpose, you know, really being part of your overall brand presence, you know, having that meaningful connection, offering that high value exchange. That's the example of, you know, if I give you my data, what am I getting in, in return? And then having a place for a feedback loop where you can continually get feedback from your customers. You know, I have a couple examples and some are clients that, you know, we don't work with. So Sephora is a great example. They are not a client of ours, but their beauty insider, they've done this tremendous job of providing a very high value exchange for their shoppers. They also have a place for shoppers to talk to each other and to talk with experts. They can get beauty tips. And then they also integrate that entire community experience, both in-store and online. So you've got a really holistic approach. Um, a second brand, I just have two more examples, is just Peloton. You know, we don't work with Peloton, but I, as a Peloton owner, I feel like I experienced this firsthand how they look at community. I had read that, you know, they made this conscious decision not to offer a monetary reward to their members. So by writing, you're not getting paid for something, you know, they felt that that takes away from their authenticity. And so instead, they really wanted to focus on this connection and this emotional connection. So they've made it easily available both through their app and, and their software to connect with riders to connect with instructors, riders to connect with each other. They want people sharing out socially as well. They want you to be able to have that online connection and really feel like you're part of a community, even though you may have never and may never meet any of the people that you're riding with on a daily basis. It's really, um, I think they've done this incredible job of creating that sense of community through their software. 
And then just the last example, and this is a client of ours, um, is Hello Products. And Hello Products, if anyone's not familiar, they're an oral care company. And right from the beginning, we've been working with them in the since the beginning when they launched, right from the beginning, they really had this sense of community and they focused around the sense of community. So I always say they have the right you know, ingredients, um, no pun intended, into building a strong community both online and offline. They are completely transparent with what goes into their products, where they source their products. They um, have the very strong sense of, of purpose and giving back. They are a certified B Corp. You know, they ask consumers for their feedback and they use that feedback for product claims for innovation. They also really make sure that they've got the community integrated into their, their overall marketing plan. And so that's everything from insights and innovation to, you know, their actual marketing campaigns and the advocacy that happens, the word of mouth components, the collecting user generated content. So we feel like, you know, they're sort of the gold standard when it comes to building communities because they put community first at the, at the forefront of everything that they're doing. The next question, you know, loyalty is a big challenge for brands, uh, especially in light of what's going on today. Um, and we can talk about that a little bit later as well. How can a community help retain customers? What are you seeing in that regard? Yeah, and I'm, Mark, you know this better than anybody. You know, loyalty, like the the sort of the foundational elements haven't changed. Like you better have a good product. Like these are table stakes. You better have a good product. It better be at the right price for what you're delivering. You have to deliver on your brand promise. You have to have good customer service because of the way that the Yelps and the social channels of the world work today. So those are table stakes and that's not what's driving loyalty. That's what could be driving purchase, but not necessarily loyalty. And loyalty from what we're seeing from all of the communities that we build and manage to also just the research and, and all of the studies that we've done over the past 10 years is built on an emotional connection. So those that want to really win with customer loyalty, they're sharing, um, they're creating a sense of belonging, they have shared values, they are able to bring together like-minded. So even in a B2B world, you're bringing like-minded marketers together. In a, in a consumer world for Hello Products, they're bringing new moms together or they're bringing millennials together. So this is an opportunity to create this home and destination. And we also work with a lot of smaller challenger brands and the community has actually allowed them to win against some of the really big brands because right. they look at, um, instead of retention, they look at relationship and they look at building that relationship first. They don't have those massive media dollars that maybe a larger brand has. So they have to rely on having that relationship with the consumer so that consumer will go out and advocate for them or talk about them. Um, so we really think that it's not just about a community for fandom and where your greatest fans go, but it's a place for you as the marketer to tell your story. You know, that's always the odds thing. Like they get behind the curtain and say what we're about. Um, but it's also for you to listen and hear the consumer story because that emotional connection is why when they are standing at that shelf and they're looking at you know a row of oral care products example and they have joined your community and they love your brand they know why you deliver what you deliver where your products are sourced from they're more likely to purchase your product and they're more likely to tell people about it so that loyalty really comes from having that emo emotional bond that's awesome um, when you look at uh, the community itself, obviously some of the ones that you're doing uh, a great job uh, of running, what do you think marketers should ask themselves when considering if a community is right for their brand? Are there a certain set of things that they should be considering and, and is a community for everyone or do some brands just uh, maybe those with emotional connection uh, uh, better align? 
Yeah. So we do get this question all the time. It is a great question. You know, a lot of marketers will say, well, I'm not a Hello Products or I'm not a Sephora. I'm not a Peloton. I'm not a lifestyle brand. Who would want to talk about me? Who would want to have that direct relationship? You know, we work in personal care, feminine care. And, you know, so we found that it's less about the, the product itself, but it really is about that that purpose. Um, you know, and, and what I tell them is that you most likely actually have a community already. You have an audience somewhere and, you know, you are solving a problem or a challenge and you've got a group of people that are buying that product or service for a reason. So, you know, we also talk to so many customers that are prospects that are saying, you know, you already have a direct to consumer strategy. You know, you are on a social channel or you have a, a CRM. So you want to have that audience and you want to be able to do it at scale. So we say you're probably doing the basics. So really it's just about shifting. You know, it's about shifting your thinking and saying, let me evaluate. Can I be doing things differently? Can I be doing them more effectively, efficiently? Um, what more data can I be gathering to make better business decisions? So really it's more about evaluating and taking the time to look at all the resources and tools. And there's lots of resources out there to say, am I ready to build a community right now? What resources do I need internally? How committed am I? And then what kind of support can I get from third party companies? You know, and we are here for them I mean, if they have any questions, but I would argue that the value a community delivers, you know, really it is inarguably important for all brands. So I think it's just a matter of your team looking and saying, are we ready? And how is it going to integrate to all the other things we're doing and honestly make our lives easier and be more effective. But um, I really don't think it's so much about just that one brand that already has an emotional connection with right. the consumer but really more about looking at, at where you are in the stage of your brand and the resources that you're using right now. That's awesome. Uh, the last question we have in kind of light of everything that's going on with coronavirus right now, and obviously not to make light of that situation, it's very, very serious, but how uh, can a community address some of that? Especially, you know, there's a lot of uncertainty, right? We don't know how if conferences will come back or how relationships with the customers may change or evolve. Having an effective community how is that something that can help brands, you know, uh, have uh, can continue to have good relationships, a good rapport with their customers? Yeah, I mean, this is a crazy time, unprecedented, and we are making history. And to your point, not making light of things. Having a community today is building a foundation as well. You know, in now more than ever, online engagement's important. And if you can be there for your customers and your consumers to help them feel connected, that is critical. And that will last and that will stay with them. Those are the brands that are doing it well. The other thing is really information. Consumers want information. They want to be able to talk to like-minded people, not just around the coronavirus, but just around tools and resources. You know, how do I homeschool my children now? How do I keep people active um, in, in, in staying inside the four walls of my own house? You know, so people want information and having an online environment that's a way to stay connected and is a resource for them is going to be important. And we do see this as an opportunity. You know, I was reading an article earlier today about a, a beauty company in China that went from, you know, instead of laying off all of their store employees, they actually turned them into influencers and they made them a resource and they've actually increased their sales. So I'm not saying that that's the goal for everybody, but I do think that there is an opportunity to be there for your customers and your consumers. And you can absolutely do this through an online community. That's awesome. 
Well, uh, Sue, thank you very much for the wonderful insight. It's always a pleasure talking to you. Uh, definitely, uh, you have a very robust technology and uh, speaking from first-hand knowledge, as, as, as people may or may not know, we're rolling out uh, your platform um, called the Brand Panel and we're in the early stages, but uh, we're very pleased with what we've seen so far and look forward to getting up and running. It's definitely uh, an amazing platform for organizations who truly want to engage with their customers in a unique way, uh, very easy to uh, integrate as well. So looking forward to our journey. Uh, thank you again and look forward to uh, hearing more from you and your organization throughout the rest of the year. Yeah, great. Thank you so much for your time, Mark. Really appreciate it and love partnering with you. Perfect. Thank you.